grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight's two questions from the Catechism, Christian questions with their answers, address faith and love. Love is what motivated our Lord Jesus Christ to go to the cross and die in our place and make full payment for our many sins. We wish to go to the sacrament as we have confessed in the Catechism that we may learn to believe that Christ, out of great love, died for our sins. And as we believe, teach, and confess in this confessional document, our, our small catechism, we wish to go to the sacrament to learn from Christ to love God and to love our neighbors. You can see as some sort of instinct to at least protect and perhaps love in the animal kingdom. For you can see the animals put their own lives in jeopardy as they work to defend their young. Experience, even more so, shows the deep love that parents have for their own children. Parents are willing to go without meals just so that their own children can eat. The abortion industry tries to cover up the love that mothers have for their children. They wish that that love that the mothers have were simply not so. They even use the importance of a mother's life to justify abortion. Many want to keep abortion legal in case the mother's life becomes in danger. I personally have heard of several cases where mothers were informed of the dangers that they were facing due to their difficult pregnancies and were advised to abort their children. But in the cases that I've been familiar with, the mothers have chosen not to do so. They would rather die bringing new life into the world than to know that for the rest of their lives that they have preserved their life at the expense of their own child, killing their child. Most of these mothers survived, despite what the doctors said, along with their children. It's hard to come up with examples that top the love that mothers have for their children. Yet the scriptures reveal to us a love that goes even much further than that, and that is the love that God has for mankind. We were created in the image and likeness of God, and we certainly remain the apple of our Lord's eye. His love for us is not one that waxes and wanes, increases and decreases according to our acts, whether they're good or bad, but his love for us remains unconditional love, love that never, that is always there and never changes. He loves us so much that when Adam and Eve first rebelled against God and sinned, God the Father promised to send his only begotten Son into the world to pay for their sins and for the sins of the entire world. On the night of his arrest and the evening before his crucifixion, Jesus told his disciples, This is my commandment that you love one another 
as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay that, that, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. To die for another person is truly a mark of true love. And that was exactly what Jesus was about to do. And not only to die for the sins and for the sinners who seemed to be pretty good, but to die for all people of all time. The scriptures declare in Romans 5, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. In love, Jesus endured the kangaroo court before the Sanhedrin and the one before Pilate and the one before Herod. In love, Jesus bore the sins of the whole world in his body. In love, Jesus suffered the wrath of God. In love, Jesus was willingly led as the lamb to the slaughter. And in love, Jesus was beaten and crucified. In love, Jesus died to give us hope and to give us the gift of eternal life. We often don't want to do good for good things to those people who may seem to us to be ungrateful or to those people who may take advantage of us or to those people who cannot repay us or for those people who may rub us the wrong way. Yet this is exactly what parents routinely do for their own children. And more than that, that is what God does for us who are his children. God does not play favorites, for he is no respecter of persons. This means he won't look at some qualities in us to determine if we are going to receive for forgiveness from him or not. But instead, Jesus went to the cross and paid for the sins of the entire world, declaring it not guilty through his pronouncement, it is finished at the cross. He fulfilled his father's will and paid for the sins of the entire world serving as a sacrificial lamb. He now grants us this forgiveness by grace through faith in Christ. We hear the word and go to the altar so that our faith may be sustained. Our faith, which is not in our faith, but our faith is in Christ. We look outside of ourselves to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, we look to the one who did this wondrous act of love for us by laying down his life for us. He alone is the one who could die in our place, and he alone is the one who can reconcile us to our Father in heaven. And so we look to him, we place our faith in him. We ask that question, why do you wish to go to the sacrament? And we answered, that I may learn to believe that Christ, out of great love, died for my sin, and also learn from him to love God and my neighbor. We wish to go to the sacrament to learn 
to believe that Christ in love died for our sins. We also go to the sacrament to learn from Christ to love God and to love our neighbor. When we see the loving sacrificial death Jesus made for us, as we receive the body and blood of Christ, as we come forward and hear the words of institution and receive this blessing, this sacrament, our love toward God grows. And our love comes from the love of God, for it is written, we love because he first loved us. And so being recipients of God's love, we then are a loving people. We love God back and we love our neighbors, knowing that our neighbors are also children of God whom our Lord Jesus Christ redeemed. We first love them in Christ, which means that we want them to have and know the love of Christ. We want our neighbors to hear of Christ's bleeding, dying love. We want our neighbors to be reconciled to our Lord Jesus Christ. That is, we want them to believe in Christ as we do so that they can receive the goal of their faith, the salvation of their bodies and souls. Loving our neighbor also means that we do good things to those people who may seem to us to be ungrateful or we figure may take advantage of us or cannot repay us or may rub us the wrong way. It is, after all, what our Lord Jesus Christ does. The sacrament teaches us to love God back, for he lovingly instituted it for us, and then also to love our neighbor. The sacrament teaches us to trust in Christ who paid for our sins as we receive that sacrificial meal. This means that when we fail to love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and when we fail to love our neighbors as ourselves, we as God's children, redeemed by Christ, are then invited to yet again draw near as God's dearly beloved, repenting of our sins and receiving the blessing of forgiveness offered in this most holy and precious meal. We, as God's children, baptized into Christ and having instructed and been taught the faith, are certainly invited guests to his table where he strengthens our faith and showers us with his love. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. An offering for the Lord will now be received. Tonight's offering goes to support the campus ministry in Warrensburg. Thank mm-hmm. you.